Today, I've got with me Coach Austin Corrali. Coach Corrali is currently the offensive line coach run game coordinator at Sol Ross State uh, in Texas. Prior to that, he spent three seasons at Butte College, which is a junior college program in California as the offensive line coach and actually as the defensive ends coach. Uh, also coached track there, coaching the throws and the shot put, discus, and hammer. Uh, he's coached all over, coached in Wisconsin, uh, coached in California, got his playing career uh, started in California at Feather, Feather River College, excuse me, uh, before finishing up in Wisconsin um, and uh, has just been, you know, been all over. Coaches, we, we've talked a little bit on Twitter before, but I'm excited to, to, to dive into this and, and looking forward to, to finding out some more about you. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. And yeah, we've been back and forth quite a bit on uh, in the Twitterverse and uh, really appreciate everything you do on there. And and so I'm excited to get here and talk with you. For sure, man. I appreciate that. Um, first question. Uh, tell me a little bit about how the offensive line played uh, played a role in some of the more successful teams you've, you've been a part of. Well, I mean, yeah, as the old line guy, you you you'd love to say uh, the O-line plays into almost all of the success that we've had at the different stops I've been at. Um, you know, I have, I have coached some other positions in my time coaching, um, but, but I am a true believer that, you know, a successful offense is, is based on having a successful offensive line. And then if you're, if your offense is doing good things, the team tends to, uh, you know, get rolling. So, um, you know, my, my most recent stop before getting down here in Alpine, at Butte College, I was really fortunate to um, not only coach with and for a lot of really great coaches, um, but also get to work with uh, some absolute studs. And uh, it was really, that's really where it was solidified for me that, you know, having a really solid foundation up front of guys that can get the job done or uh, can, you know, get you, get you in the win column and get the offense rolling and we did it a lot of different ways there and, uh, you know, being a traditional program, a run first program, but then in my final season there setting some, you know, passing records, breaking records of Aaron Rodgers and things like that games sure. was uh, pretty special as well. So. Sure. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Um, I, I forgot. I was actually, as you, as you literally were telling me that, I was in my mind. I was like, "That's the place Aaron Rodgers went to college to play." So it, it's yeah. kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, played against. So I played at, at Feather River College and played against Jordan Rodgers growing up. Okay. Um, both in high school and junior college, and then uh, you know we like to point out Larry Allen is a Butte College alum as well. He's a he's a pretty big deal. Oh Hall yeah, that's offensive lineman. So yeah, I was gonna say he's pretty, he's pretty, he's pretty popular in the <laughs> offensive line world. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know one of the one of the kind of questions I have for you is is obviously you played offensive line in, in college uh, and have coached it for a while, but you coached the defensive ends for a season. Um, talk to me a little bit about that transition and 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 any struggles you had with it, or and how it's made you a better offensive line coach. Um, after that absolutely um you know that was kind of a, a an interesting situation where uh you know we had spent my wife and I and, and at the time we had had our second child and we had spent about six years out in Wisconsin uh you know fi finished up my undergraduate at Eau Claire started as a graduate assistant there and then was down in the Madison area for two years coaching at the high school level and we really wanted to get back to California 
um, get our, you know, get our kids around their cousins and uncles and grandparents. And um, I was really fortunate that an opportunity came open when Rob Snelling took uh, over as the head coach that year in 2017 at Butte. Mm-hmm. Um, coach Snelling had actually recruited me to Butte out of high school um, and then played against him. So I'm going on 15 years now. I've known Rob, um, our offensive coordinator, who, who took over as a coordinator that year, John Hayes was actually my quarterback in high school at Paradise High and uh, and then got to play against him in junior college. And so getting back home, uh, it was just a good opportunity to get back home and get to a really good established program like Butte. Right. And, uh, you know, the opportunity was at defensive ends. And uh, so I was – it was definitely a transition having played offensive line all through college, coached tight ends as a GA. And then, you know, coaching offense at the high school level. But one of the things that I was excited about was, one, I got to work with, I mean, a Butte legend, uh, Willie Thomas. He coached there for 30 years. And uh, he, he had uh, coached D linemen that have been all over the country and guys that have been in the league. And so I got to learn a lot from him. Um, our defensive coordinator at the time, Nino Pinocchio, was a, was a high school coach of mine at Paradise. Um, so getting to work with those guys and, and learn the defensive side of the ball. And I mean, struggle wise, it was, it was, you know, just learning the ins and outs of the positions, you know, just like anything, it's, right. it's much more technical than, than you'd ever imagine. Um, and, uh, and really just kind of trying to get that different insight. Um, one of the things that definitely made me a better coach was, well, first, I knew I could draw on my experience as an offensive lineman, right? right, and an offensive line coach. And that's what I tried to bring to that position was, hey, if I was playing left tackle, this is something that would be really tough for me to, you know, uh, go up against. Right. And then on the flip side, uh, what I found was I got a lot more time to study offenses that I wouldn't necessarily have the time to study as an offensive coach, right? Um, because – if you don't run triple option, you're not doing a bunch of studying of triple option. Right. If you're not running Q power, you're not doing a bunch of Q power studies. You know, you, you kind of find what it is your team is doing and you put a lot of your focus into that. But as a defensive coach, I was forced to really examine all these different offenses because we had to go against them. And uh, so that, that was one of the big benefits I got there. Um, and then on top of that was, was getting a better understanding than going back to the offense of, you know, things like gap fits and how the front seven, you know, dictates what the back can, backfield can do on a defense and vice versa and just really learning the ins and outs of defense from that perspective. So um, it was definitely a great experience. Um, I had a little bit of experience coaching defensive line at the high school level, um, but obviously a lot less intricate at that level. Sure. Um, so, to, so to get in at that at the junior college level, at the level of competition like Butte and be able to uh, coach on the defensive side and then move back over to the offense, there was definitely a lot of benefits. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, it's it's you get to kind of see how things are done on the flip side and, and what what, you know what the defense is really saying about the offensive line and how to attack them and, and, and the weak spots that then, you know, when you flip around and go back to coaching the offensive line, obviously you can tell those guys like, Hey, this is what they're looking at. This is what, yep. <laughs> this is what they're trying to attack. This is what they're trying to do. And, 
you know why I know that? Because I was over there and because I've coached yeah. because I've seen it. So absolutely. Um, yeah. So Understanding that's, uh, gap fits, you know, run fits and, and how safeties fit into the run and, and how they, you know, how they can really play, um, you know, certain fronts to certain types of offensive formations. I mean, that's been a, a you know, a huge eye opener for me in the last probably, you know, four or five years of my coaching right. to just kind of get the offensive line pre-snap recognizing what they can and can't do right right um and and why they're lined up the way that they are and, and where they eventually have to end up and uh you know it comes up all the time you know guys will come up to me and say oh they're picking out our call and i'm like okay but they still have to fit a b and c you know so if we move the b gap defender we're in a good spot so just stick to the plan you know right exactly exactly um you know, one of the other things I, I, I was curious about, and, 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 you know, we don't have to touch too much on this, but uh, you spent time coaching the throwers there at Butte College and, and, and yep. the 2018-19 season. Were you, I mean, do you think that helped you as a football coach? Were you able to take any, any football players and, and, and turn them into throwers, or, or was that just kind of <laughs> they needed help uh, well, and you were there? Well, one of the wonderful things about um, that whole situation is, is the way that they kind of align things out there. Um, the offensive coordinator is also the head track coach. And so okay. um, when, when Coach Hayes took over as the offensive coordinator and then the head track coach, our throwers coach became our defensive coordinator from a position coach. And so that position opened up with track. And um, one of the wonderful things is they've done a great job there of um, really working with the athletes to be two sport athletes, particularly in those two sports. So my men's throwing group was completely football players. Um, in fact, when I started recruiting O linemen after becoming a, a track coach, I would say, Hey, you know, you competing in track this year. What do you throw? You know, what would you, would you be interested in doing that in the spring? So, sure. um, you know, we kind of joke all the time because I didn't have a lot of experience with track in my career, um, with track as an athlete. Um, but there's definitely correlation between, you know, throwing 16 pound, you know, shot puts off your shoulder and moving 300 pound defensive linemen. Right. And uh, but I was really fortunate there. Uh, a couple of my offensive linemen uh, set some set some records at Butte with the shot put and we had a middle linebacker that was the state champion shot put thrower in, uh, in Reno. And so it made my life pretty easy in my first year coaching track that I had three uh, pretty special uh, throwers uh, to work with. And then one of the things that I definitely uh, learned from that whole situation was, uh, you know, understanding your audience. Um, that was the first time I coached female athletes. Right. And that was a big change. Um, and, and then really just kind of trying to draw correlations between the things that we're doing in football and the things that we're doing in track and explaining things in that kind of, uh, you know, relatable way. And so, like I said, it's, it, it correlates amazingly, uh, you know, drawing, driving power through the ground to throw an implement, um, is not much different than getting off the ball and striking hands and, and moving, moving defensive linemen. So, the body movement's very similar. Um, I believe, you know, the weight room and the physical development and mature and maturation of the athlete is, is equally as important. So, um, you know, 
there would be guys, oh, what do you guys do? What kind of training are you doing? I had three guys make it to state in my first year. And I said, we lift a lot of weights. We practice football. And then we go out and we, you know, we, we do some drills in the ring. And, and right. <laughs> that's kind of the approach that we had. So that's awesome. So I it, think it was definitely fun. Yeah, there's there is, like you said, there is such a, a direct correlation between the two. And, um, you know, any any young guys listening to this that that are, are questioning what to do in the spring, there's your answer. Go go throw the shot. Go throw the disc. Make yourself oh. a better football player. One hundred percent. And I know we're on the, the hog football podcast right now, but. I mean, we saw it across the board. You know, we had receivers and DBs that would, you know, be sprinters. Right. Um, you know, a really great example was a was a cornerback that was a good player as a freshman, but not super confident. And then he goes and, you know, places in state in the 110 hurdles and just builds up his confidence as, as a, a student athlete, as a competitor. And then he goes into his sophomore year and he turns into one of our top defensive players. Right. Um, so there's, you know, just being constantly being competitive and having that that edge is, is a real big deal, too. Right. That's the that was the, that was always the big thing for for me when I was coaching both track and football at the high school level was is, is it going to make you a better football player? Maybe, you know, we don't know for sure. Is, is football going to make you a better track athlete? We don't know for sure. But is it going to get you to compete? Yes. And that's, really? the, that's the big part. That's the big piece that sometimes it's tougher to hammer home to those kids is that like, this is the big thing we want. We want you to a, you know, we love it that you go play multiple sports. Yes. Every, every coach is going to preach that multiple sport speech to you. But the big thing for us is compete, go compete, do something you're not used to. If you don't like it, fine. Don't, don't do it in the your, the next year, but compete, yeah. compete, compete. Well, and I, and I think, I think those are great opportunities. And this is kind of speaking to the high school athlete, the junior college athlete that's looking to get recruited. Mm -hmm. Those are just added opportunities for, for, you know, evaluators to see what you're capable of as an athlete in right. general. You know, right. some of my favorite, you know, recruiting experiences are going to a kid's high school basketball game and watching a 290 pound guard, you know, drop step pivot on a basketball court <laughs> you know okay the guy can move um you know we had uh tj bass that's now at, at oregon um come in and we're doing a three-point shooting contest in the spring and and he goes out there and hits his first five three-point shots at 290 pounds six foot five and then goes and flushes a dunk with two hands right you know and you're like oh that guy's pretty special so uh, it's, it's definitely an opportunity too to, to kind of, you know, hone in on some different skills, but also, you know, work, you know, all sorts of just general athleticism that's going to uh, pay dividends. Absolutely. 100%. Love it. Uh, you know, real quick, and, and you and I both know the, the, the role and most coaches do, but if there's in case there's a young guy listening, um, one of your titles is, is run game coordinator. Um, and we've yep. had a few guys on here before discuss that, but, but just kind of walk through, what your responsibilities as that run game coordinator are and, and kind of how, how you handle week by week um, preparation during the season and, and, and kind of what you, what you do outside of your, you know, obviously offensive line coaching responsibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, first and foremost is you got to just be, you know, in step with the offensive coordinator with what they want to do as an offense um, you know, like coming down here to Sol Ross 
and, and getting to work with Coach Canty, who is an offensive line guy himself. You know, we were on the same page coming in. It's, you know, we're a base, you know, inside zone, outside zone offense. So I know that's where I'm starting with my foundation. Um, I'm really big on, you know, 11 personnel, 12 personnel gap scheme. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I really wanted to make sure that we implemented. And then the biggest thing for me is always trying to marry our run game to the formations that we want to run in the game for any situation. Um, you know, if there's certain formations that gives us certain fronts, certain coverages, um, that we want to make sure we run, well, then my run game really has to fit into those formations. So um, most of what I do throughout the week is pare down. Um, You know, we really, we aren't excessive in our run concepts. You know, I think we maybe have five primary running concepts, but the different formations and ways that we can run those concepts and then marrying things like motions and trades and, and all those types of things. And, uh, you know, as the run game coordinator, I think the, the one thing that it, it's really kind of forced me to do is really understand things like mesh, understand running back footwork, aiming points, reads. Um, and so one of the things that we do actually is we'll meet as an offensive line and running back group almost daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what that's really done for us is, you know, it helps those guys understand that if you're a running back and you understand what the O-line's doing, and the tight ends in the, in the blocking game, then you're going to be much more, you know, equipped to make the right read, make the right cut. And then vice versa, if the O-line understands what the running back is doing behind them, it, it, it helps them play the game within the game. Right. It helps them set up blocks. It helps them understand where they can win, where they can't lose. Um, and so that that's one thing that's definitely uh, you know changed from just being a position coach. Um, now, I mean, I had a lot of input and we would have great meetings um and you know there was definitely times where you know the 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 coordinator and our head coach would ask what I thought of things but you know with that run game title really my job is to marry our run game to what the offensive coordinator wants to do and then to the formations that we're running on a weekly basis right um and then and then understanding personnel you know it's it's great to say that I love being an 11-12 personnel but if one of our top two tight ends is down, we got to start exploring things like 10 personnel run game, you know, sure. um, you know, if one of, if, if, if my fullback is, is dinged up, then, you know, I got to look at what it is to run some single back power or, or you know, so, um, so, you know, all those things go into that kind of title of run game coordinator. Um, but it really, it's, it's always a collaboration. Um, and, and and I try to understand obviously the the entire scheme and what we're doing and and I'm really big on pass protections. Um, that's a really important aspect to the game for me. Um, you know, making sure that our guys up front understand who they're responsible for, and then the quarterback understanding exactly who we can block so that we can be successful through the air as well. So there's really no getting around having a full grasp. But in terms of the that coordinator title, that run game coordinator title, it's it's doing those things, just working hand in hand with the OC. Right. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's I, I think a lot of times people just think, oh, they're just, you know, they're just drawing the plays or doing doing something like that. Yeah. But there is, like you said, there's so much more to it and 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 that's Absolutely. important. And it's good even, you know, at times uh 
you know, we had a, a, a moment where we end up, you know, first and goal from the six and the OC looks at you and goes, what do you want to run? You right. know, hey, let's do this. Right. Um, so, so it's, yeah, there's definitely there, but there's an added pressure, you know, and, and an added, added sense of uh, responsibility. So it's definitely, but it's, it's a good deal. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you know, last question I've got for you before we get you out of here. Um, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you've coached, guys you played with, or guys you're just a fan of, who would be on your five-man offensive line? Oh, man. that That's a that's a brutal question. <laughs> um, I mean, I could look back at a lot of guys I coached. Um, you know, like I said, I've been really fortunate. Even, I mean, even shoot this first little pseudo spring season that we just went through. Mm -hmm. I was really fortunate to have five guys that got to, you know, that started every game and had an all, a couple all conference nods. But, uh, you know, I, I, I have, you know, name dropping a little bit, but uh, I have had the, the pleasure of coaching a TJ Bass, who's now the, the starting left center for the Oregon Ducks. And, and I think he'll, he'll probably be a, a draft day type of guy. Um, Brendan Coffey played right tackle for me. He's at Auburn. Um, honestly, I've probably coached some tight ends. I'd love to put it left tackle. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then, I mean, there's so many other guys. I was really fortunate. I got to play next to a, a, a guy named Isaiah Cage who transferred into Wisconsin Eau Claire and, and he's now the uh, left tackle for the Toronto Argonauts. Mm -hmm. um, and Paul Santi, one of my very close friends in college played center next to, you know, he played center, so I played right next to him at left guard my, my senior year, and he was a, just an absolute prick. And uh, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, shoot. And then and just in terms of, like, guys that I love watching, I mean, how do you not love watching Quentin Nelson? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that dude's just a dog. And then my favorite guy as a player, when I moved to center as a freshman in junior college, um, Alex Mack was the dude at that oh, time. Yeah. Just coming out of, out of uh, Cal at that, that time. And his like eight minute highlight tape coming out of Cal was just uh, something to watch. Uh, just just in terms of the way he finished blocks all the time, he never stopped. And so um, I don't know if I could put it left to right, honestly, for you, coach, right now. <laughs> but um, and then even so, I mean, you know, I, I moved from defensive ends to to offensive line after my first year at Butte, and actually took two defensive linemen with me over to the O line. And one of them, Lane Anderson, became a, an all-conference center for us as a sophomore. And then Corbin Drake ended up starting a game at right guard and left guard and playing drives at center. You know, so one of those kind of versatile, do-it-anything type guys. He was just an absolute animal, too. So, right. um, you know, I, I've definitely had the, the, the pleasure of coaching some, some absolutely great dudes. And you know the deal. Offensive line is a special position. Um, just in terms of the attitude and the personalities oh, yeah. and, and the brotherhood. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun, you know, for these last 20 so odd years of playing and coaching now um, with the guys that I've gotten to be around. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think it's, it really is. I mean, that's for as many of these podcasts as I record and as many people as I talk to, it's still the, the underlying theme is still always cohesion and unit on the offensive line and, and absolutely and i think that's that's so that's so important and so imperative for any any team to be successful so yes absolutely and i and i think that extends to to the tight ends 
you know, probably one of the more underappreciated positions uh, for a long time. Um, you know, making a comeback, you know, you're starting to see a lot more gap scheme and things with right. all these these weird fronts that these defenses are throwing now and guys getting back to, you know, getting some 12 personnel and just looking at the successful offenses across the country, you see a lot of tight end play. So I think that extends there. And, and again, I really enjoy that we have the running backs included in our meetings and uh, we kind of, you know, see that whole run game as a unit pass pro as a unit and uh it's really been a positive thing for us yeah yeah that's awesome i love it uh well coach before we get you out of here do me a favor drop your twitter handle um and any other information you want these guys to know <laughs> my twitter handle and it's really the only handle i got i'm not a big instagram or snapchat or anything like that but yeah uh it's it's real inventive it's at coach Corali, um <laughs> k-i-r-a-l-y and uh you know, I'm just uh, want to spread the word that O-line play is is a, is a big deal. And uh, I'm really excited to be where I'm at right now down here at Sol Ross and kind of changing the culture of how things are going down here and getting the ball rolling and spending some time in deep West Texas. And uh, also check out Hog Football Chat. It's one of my favorite things to do all week. Sometimes I sit down and realize it's 8.30 and I miss the first two questions, but uh, – <laughs> Love hopping on there and interacting. Uh, the coaching profession and the coaching network is just such a tight-knit community, and it's, it's really what uh, kind of made the profession for me, um, you know, a major interest as, as, you know, something that I wanted to do for, for the rest of my life, but also, you know, the relationships and the guys I get to coach and, and the guidance that I get to give these guys is a big deal too. So, yeah, at Coach Corrali on Twitter. Awesome. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me today. Um, you know, best of luck to you guys this, this summer and, and, and season as you guys get rolling and, and looking forward to talking with you down the road and watching your guys' success. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you a lot. All right. Take care. Later.